Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hello, hello, fabulous humans, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast with me, your host, Janelle Wiesack. I am so grateful to be back on your listening list today, and I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, things are fabulous in your world. Today's episode is a little different. I can tell from my notes that this is going to end up deeply personal, so why don't I get straight into it? Many of you would know that I'm about to celebrate my 32nd year of working in a corporate environment. And apart from some maternity leave and a career break where I explored the possibility of becoming a superannuation auditor, a job that definitely did not match my personality, I have spent my working life working with one employer. Usually the anniversary of when I started work inspires me to share the lessons I've learned over the years or my strategies for thriving in corporate, or something like that. This year, though, interestingly, I'm feeling compelled to defend our choice to work in corporate. I don't know if it's just the circles I run in, a lot of coaches have worked in corporate previously, or if it is some sort of COVID-related great resignation type thingy, but lately I've been hearing more and more talk about why we should all be trying to get out of corporate. But to me, this whole discussion feels very one-sided. Yes, I know about the bullying and the burnout and the bitchiness. I coach every day on those things, as well as, unfortunately, having to call out these situations in my day job. But like everything in life, there is a spectrum in corporate, and it's not all bad. So many of us grow and evolve and thrive in corporate environments. I've intentionally self-styled my life to include my corporate leadership role and my growing coaching practice. It's something that I spoke about all the way back in episode 6 of the podcast. We'll pop a link in the show notes if you're curious to learn more. And the truth is, I'm in a position where I could leave corporate at the drop of a hat, but I choose not to. I love what I do. I love leading my team. I adore the humans I work with. I actually enjoy my role in corporate. And because of this stance... I feel I'm well-placed to talk about all of the reasons that corporate can be a great place for many of us to spend our working lives. So today's episode is not so much of a coaching episode and pretty much just me sharing my personal thoughts on why corporate was and still is the right choice for me. My hope is that by sharing I give you new things to contemplate for your own life and career and perhaps a new perspective on what makes me tick. 
Okay, let's get started. Number one, the first thing, I get a chance to lead and coach every single day. When people ask me what I do in my day job, the answer is pretty simple. I tell them that I coach and I lead. I've believed for a long time that corporate workplaces are simply groups of people delivering things for other people. In our case, that is the bank staff delivering value for our customers. Not a day goes past when somebody asks me to look at a strategy or a comms piece, the finances or a risks and issues register. But that work comes second to making sure my people understand where we are headed and why their work is so important. If I can walk beside them and ensure they feel valued and supported, then I know we'll be successful. I don't know anyone who jumps out of bed every day and thinks they'll go to work to do a bad job. But I do know that when humans in corporate environments lack clarity, self-belief or an understanding of the next steps to take, things can go pear-shaped fast. The most important thing I can do every day is to show up and give my team the support, the tools and guidance they need to get the job done. And I absolutely love doing that. Coaching and leading are the best fun ever as far as I'm concerned. For me, there is simply nothing better than watching members of my team or my coaching clients grow and blossom and thrive. I always see them as the best they can be and invariably they end up blowing everyone away with the things that they can deliver or grow into. Second of all, I receive steady, stable income. I know when I became a single mum, solely responsible for my son's care, well-being and security, my biggest fear in life was losing my job. Without my income, as relatively low as it was at the time, we would have been absolutely screwed. And although the dependence on my salary was lessened when Scotty and I joined forces, my first marriage collapsing around me when I was just 25 years old jolted me out of any happily ever after fantasies I might have had. While I was happy to share resources, I decided then and there that I was never going to be in a position where I couldn't support myself if I had to. The security of my corporate income is something that I'm incredibly grateful for. It's allowed us to build our version of a self-styled life. It allows us to experience travel, pursue hobbies, take courses and get support when we need it. And obviously I'm only scratching the surface there. It's also allowed us to support our son and has offered us a whole stack of choices. It's taken all of the pressure off my coaching business, allowing me to feel like I can support my clients without feeling like I have to be selling all of the time. Now, I know that not everyone feels comfortable admitting that they really like their corporate income, but I feel like it's time for us to change that narrative. In business circles, people talk every day about growing their businesses to six, seven, and even eight figures and what that will do for them. But entre or solopreneurship isn't for everyone. I know many people who think I'm mad for running my coaching business on the side, which isn't surprising when I learn how against the idea of running a business they are for themselves. And while seven and eight biggest salaries might be for the rarefied few in corporate, the income we receive is hardly the golden handcuffs that it's made out to be by humans who are no longer in corporate. Okay, number three on my list. I get the chance to experiment often. One of the things that I probably don't talk about enough in socials or here on the podcast is how seriously I practice what I preach. And while I've been on my own growth journey for over a decade now, I still remember all of the ways my self-doubt held me back. 
I remember lying awake in the middle of the night worrying about things that I'd said or things that I hadn't said. I remember struggling with conflict and performance management and speaking in public. I remember wishing that I could just be tapped on the shoulder so I didn't have to put myself out there again. And I remember vividly the fear that I wouldn't be good enough or that I'd fail. I also remember every experiment I undertook to help me move past some of these behaviours. Interestingly, while not every experiment was successful, most were. And that's where I learned that confidence and self-belief come in baby steps. Every experiment proved to my brain and to my nervous system that I could do hard things and be okay. Today, all of this experience underpins how I lead and how I coach. And these learnings are also the reason that I continue to stretch myself with new experiments. These days, my experiments are very different. How authentic can I be? Exactly how comfortable can I get with conflict? How big or how senior an audience can I influence? They're the sort of experiments I run these days. But the curiosity of I wonder what will happen if I just try remains the same. And I love that with a curious mindset, I can continue to evolve and grow. The next one is the opportunity to regularly reinvent myself. This point is really an extension of the last one. I'm committed to constant evolution, but I love that working in corporate offers many opportunities to collapse time around that evolution. Every time I take on a new role or opportunity, I intentionally decide how I'm going to show up in that role. These days, it's an opportunity to show up more and more like me. But in the past, these reinventions gave me the opportunity to leave things out. I'd reinvent myself by leaving things out. Uh, especially things that I didn't like about my working life, I'd leave them behind. Thanks to multiple reinventions, I never work nights or weekends anymore unless something's gone drastically wrong. Heck, I don't even wear high heels these days, something that I could never have imagined doing a decade ago. Every role you have gives you a chance to intentionally decide how you want to show up and what you want your work life to look like, and I absolutely love the flexibility that comes with that. Next up... I've made so many lifelong friends in corporate. Yes, I know we work hard in corporate and that many people burn out. As an aside, most of the humans that I see who are burned out get that way via protective behaviours like perfectionism and people pleasing or because they don't have any boundaries. But I'm digressing there because the thing is the corporate world can actually be great fun and very rewarding, especially if you've managed to position yourself within a great team. And the offshoot of those great teams are the friendships that you make. Aside from family, who all make my friend list, all of my closest friends I've made at the bank. And it makes sense. There's a better than goodly chance that many of the people you end up working with in corporate will have similar values and work ethics to yourself. And this is especially true of the workmates that hang around for a while. And it's worth noting that the friendships I've made have lasted well after many of those humans I call friends have left the bank. Finally, lucky last, but probably not least, corporate can be fun. I know I've mentioned fun a few times already, but I want to call out fun as a category all of its own. Maybe it's just me and my warped sense of humour, but I have great fun at the bank. I'm forever finding ways to remind everyone that we can be lighthearted and a bit silly and still do a good job. And there's nothing I enjoy more than getting an extra stuffy corporate suit type to smile just a little. If I see the corners of their mouths twitch involuntarily, then I'm happy. And I'm not the only one who believes that corporate work should be fun. 
I'll never forget a message I received from my favouritest ever exec at the bank back in 2020. We'd just received approval for an extremely expensive and risky piece of work to move forward. I'd emailed him to thank him for his support and to promise that I wouldn't let him down. This piece of work had been knocked back previously and I mentioned in my email that things had been a slog for a while and that my team and I hadn't been having much fun. He came back within minutes telling me what a fabulous job the team had done until that point and that going forward we should be doing everything we could to make it fun and that he'd do everything he could to make sure we were having fun. It's a refreshing perspective, isn't it? Anyhow, that's a long way for me to say that working in corporate can be fun and we should intentionally make sure we're having fun too. Okie kokie team, there we have it. We've come to the end of my short but personal defence of working in the corporate world. I'd love to know if any of these points resonate with you. Drop me a DM on Insta if there's anything you'd love to share. And if this episode really touched you, I'd be grateful if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It'll only take you a moment and it will help other humans just like us to join our conversation. Thanks so much in advance. Now, more because it's a practice than anything else, before I sign off today, let me remind you of the six reasons I think the corporate world is a great place for me, at the very least, to work. Number one, I get to lead and coach every single day. Number two, I have a steady and stable income. Number three, I get to experiment often. Number four, I get the opportunity to reinvent myself. Number five, I've made lifelong friends, the best friends a woman could have. And finally, reason number six, which might be the most important reason, I have so much fun. I'll be back really soon with another episode of Self-Styled Life. But until then, please, please remember to stay fabulous. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.